0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. And we're here to talk about dun, 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 hashtag not my cap and his ugly, ugly face and his ugly, ugly actions this week. And man... I know I cannot be speaking just for myself. I know my guests feel the same way about this particular episode, but I did I did not appreciate what they are doing to Captain America. They're making Captain America an ugly phrase. Not happy about it. And, y'all, I don't mean that by the way he looks. I actually think Wyatt's kind of a nice-looking dude. I'm just talking about the way he's acting is super not Cap-like, and it's not cool. Hmm. How's that for an opening? <laughs> Uh, apparently I have feelings about this and we're going to go and delve into some of those a little bit more deeply Uh, on the podcast today I have Jana she came back and Ashley um Jana I don't know why every time I say I just do the hat jazz hands I get so excited about you (laughs) I mean I'm totally jazz hand worthy so I get it you are. You absolutely are. And, you know, I think also with all this exciting news about Disneyland, I, ca- I just can't Girl. help but think of, of some Janet time at some Disneyland and, like, maybe we could make that happen in our future and we'll drag Ashley out there with us. I don't know uh, how my family feels about
1: that. Like, you don't need to drag me. I'll be out there. I mean, okay, I'll I did like walk to
0: Disneyland if I have to. <laughs> right, right, right. I didn't, uh, I didn't know um, what your family was going to say about that, Ashley, because they no, I don't care like- what my
1: family says about that.
0: <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> pandemic. I take it. All right. Um, all right. Cool. Cool. So so that's my main order of business. I just wanted to get that out of the way as we're going to plan a trip to Disneyland together. Uh, okay. Because of Marvel Adventures Campus. It's going to be <sighs> opening very soon. And y'all, just as a reminder, this is not sponsored in any way by Disney. We just really are geeked out about like walking through a Disney land that is themed after one of our favorite passions i mean for me marvel's like my number one i'm not going to speak for you two. you feel free to chime in but so excited that they've put this thing together out in disneyland and i can't wait to see it someday
1: oh girl please i've already like what am i wearing i got some Mm -hmm. outfits I got some I'm ideas. basically crying, but <laughs> I
2: can't be there the day it opens. <laughs> uh, that 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 is also true. <laughs> well, Jana, you
0: messed up. You should have bought a house in California just to have on the side <laughs> for this particular situation, or, and then you know, well, you were Romeo. moving anyway. You could have just bought another location. I don't understand, Jana. I mean,
2: I wonder if I can buy like there must be some place in California that's got like really cheap land, and I can just buy like the oddest, biddiest thing, right? <laughs> like I don't <laughs> have to. I don't have to be a full time resident, right? I just have to uh, be yeah. a California something. I, I You just need a mailbox on it, really. I, that's my I understanding. I so. so, okay, all <laughs> right. I'll get on then and let you know. Okay,
0: keep <laughs> us posted. Uh, yeah, I know, guys, we're ridiculous, but we we just we're super excited. It's been a good Disney news week. Um, however, we are not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about this episode and what happened and whoo y'all all right there was a lot so Ashley and Jana go ahead and introduce yourselves tell us why you're here what makes you uh, a, this big fangirl and um I'll just throw it out there they both know way more about like the comic book aspect of these things than I do which is why it's super helpful to have these conversations for me because they point out stuff that I didn't see and that I didn't know about um and, uh, yeah. Uh, but where can we find you on social media? Where can we find your writing and, uh, both of you just go ahead and introduce yourself and then Ashley, take it away as always.
1: Well, I'm Ashley. I mean, I'm back. I've been loving doing these breakdowns, uh, on Patty's podcast. You can find me at with Ashley and on Twitter at that Ashley Aaron. And I also write over at CPR. So like to share my theories there as well, and then Jana and I have a podcast as well. It's the Geek Girls Universe.
2: And I'm Jana. You can find me online at Whiskey and Sunshine. And yeah, I've been here a couple of times. Random, usually Marvel related things. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so I like to hang out, chat a little nerdy. Uh, we love okay. it. We love to have
0: you. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this, like, opening scene. Can we talk about this? Can
1: we talk about it and not cry about it?
0: That's it my was question. Annoying.
1: There were some emotions heart.
0: happening, like water coming from my eyes because, well, there was water coming from Bucky's eyes. And I was like, um, what? What is going on heart. here? My heart.
1: It was beautiful. It was, a be- it was heart-wrenching, but, like, heartwarming and... Okay, so it starts, the episode starts with a flashback. We're going six years ago when Bucky was in Wakanda and it happens to be, it looks like evening. So the night that he's, um, I guess they're testing out to see if uh, all the therapy and stuff that Shuri has been doing for him has worked. And Ao tells him, look, I'm not going to let you hurt anyone. He's very depressed. He doesn't think it's going to work. And I mean, after being a captive, essentially- in your mind for so many years. I can see why he was super Mm -hmm. uh, depressed and like negative about it. And uh, AO starts to say the words, the winter soldier, you know, trigger words. And, you know, he's crying, he's crying. And I'm crying watching it because I was just heartbroken for him. They were showing flashes of his time as the winter soldier um, through the MCU and just, Oh, it was heartbreaking. He even says, he's like, it's not going to work. And she just keeps saying the words. And when she gets to the last set, he realizes that it didn't work, which means he's no longer under Hydra's control. And he's crying a different set of tears at this point. And I'm crying. So I'm so happy. And she says, you're free. And I was just very emotional about it.
2: Well, and then she says it again after like he kind of realizes like, that the words didn't work. And I was like... <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I, uh, I I, love this from um, the storytelling perspective that, you know, we got that whole um, snippet of Bucky and Wakanda in a... Didn't we get it in an end scene, an end credit scene, something like that? Yeah, um, Black Panther. With, yeah, with Black with, with Black Panther. And that was really, like, all we knew about, you know, his time there. So it was... I love uh, the continuity, like that they go back and they're giving us these little things and they're showing us to us um, from back then. Because I have been curious about not, you know, curious enough, like I need a whole show of of Bucky and Wakanda because I don't know that I need all that. But it was nice that they were able to tie that in um, to this moment. So, uh, yeah, I loved it, too. And it was it was a little emotional. It was a little, little nice you know, different side of the winter soldier and of, uh, Bucky that we get to see. Cause you know, he mm-hmm. was that young kid when we first met him, who was so innocent and green. Um, and then he's been through some ish, right? Like a lot of ish. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, so. uh, and, and he, this was just kind of this, a little bit of his humanity coming back to him. So, uh, and Sebastian Stan, he's I don't know, guys. I think he's a really good actor. I, just me. Am I am I the only one that thinks that? No, oh, no. I, I, I'm campaigning actor. for his
1: Emmy as we speak. <laughs> I,
0: I, I think yeah. he's. I think he's a. I think he's just a solid, solid dude. I've, I've enjoyed a, like everything that I've seen him in. So, um, this was a nice moment that we got to see a little bit, little bit different than than the rest. Uh, Bucky also has my second favorite movie moment. Secret second favorite moment of the episode. And we'll get to that, that later. <laughs> I, think
2: it's the, I think it's the same one I'm thinking of, Patty. I'm sure I, it is. I'm I I'm sure it is. it's the same one that we it was talked just,
0: about. <laughs> yeah, it was just so perfect. But we'll get to that one. Um, okay, so there we go. Uh, Bucky, Wakanda, those things have now been tied together. We kind of get a little backstory. And we're moving on.
1: All right. And now we're back to the present, where Ao and Bucky are talking in the street. Bucky tells her, much like Zemo said to him, that Zemo is simply a means to an end. Ao gives the White Wolf eight hours before we, they, and I cheered because we know that the we and the they—that means the Dora Milaje are in town. Yes, I stand those ladies for ever and ever and ever and ever. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So she says, "You have eight hours, and then we're coming to get him."
2: I I love. Oh my God! Yes like pray as she was yeah. talking to him as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm not scared of you. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Which again, I just, I love the door, Um Bucky returns back to the, uh, the house where Sam and Zemo, where he tells them that, Hey, the Wakandans are here and they're after you. And look, I bought us sometime, but, eh. and Zemo's all like, I'm sure it'll work out. <laughs> Sure it will, know, Zemo. Sure it
0: will. <laughs> I I love Zemo. It's just he's just like so calm, chill, cool. Like right, he's, yeah. He's you're not gonna flap him. I think he's just kind of also, I don't know, somewhat amused about all of this in some weird way. Like it, I can't, I can't figure oh, out what 100%. it is about him. I cannot figure out what his end game is or what like he's already planned for the end. Like I already figured that somewhere, someplace, he's got his. He's got his end game out that we're gonna see in episode six. Um, and I ha- but I can't figure out like where he's going or they haven't given me enough, right? So I I and I don't <laughs> know enough of his history to know where we're going with this. But mm-hmm. it's fun to watch him also another kind of good actor.
2: I mean oh, Daniel oh, Blow's genius.
0: He, he is. is so good. He is really good. He's and he's, he's kind of cute. He's adorable
2: and, um, I yeah. I just put him in my pocket. Like yes. I have Zemo Funko Pop up here <laughs> on my shelf and it's like his little purple outfit with his jacket on and I'm all like, I'm just going to walk around with you in my pocket since <laughs> I can't put the real Daniel Brawl in my pocket.
0: I mean, it's like I told Ashley before, you know, Zemo, did he didn't blip on my radar before. He was just the bad guy, whatever. Like I had no feelings, good, bad, otherwise, towards him. I didn't even – care so much about um his acting ability or his looks or anything like he just was kind of there for me um in civil war maybe that was because of what was happening between robert downer jr and chris evans and like how crazy like their experiences were he was just this like calm and sedate thing happening in the background for me However, now that we've got Zemo busted out of prison, now we've got Zemo dancing on the dance floor, now that we've got Zemo calmly <laughs> sipping his scotch while chaos is going on around him, I'm like, huh, Zemo, let's talk, baby. Like, I, I'm, I'm totally into Zemo. Like, it's stupid, but I am totally uh, into Zemo. So I know he's going to break my heart, but I'm, I'm into him right now.
2: I want you to know, though, if I were a villain, I would totally stand there and just drink my scotch calmly. Oh, Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: I mean, uh, honestly, I like. I think you're still gonna love Zemo. Like he's not gonna really break break your heart. I mean, you know, okay. he's not out to.
0: He's not like, out to save the world. He's, no. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. Okay. He's, so, but, but he's, maybe he's not totally horrible either. That's good. He's to know. kind
1: of an anti-villain. Really. Okay. All
2: right. Cool. No, because yeah, this makes he's happy. not Thanos.
1: Okay. He's not Thanos. He's more of just, you know, honestly, he sticks to his his guns, right? He doesn't want super soldiers. He doesn't think they should be allowed to exist. Yeah. Um, and that's what he's doing. He's gonna take care of that stuff. Got I mean, it. like, yeah, he's gonna do bad things, I'm sure, but like not like Walker bad. Oh. I wouldn't I wouldn't put that out there. So, but before we get because I know we got a lot to talk about when we get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped
2: that early, Ashley.
1: <laughs> I was well. I had to, but I'm gonna I'm gonna rain it back because I know we all have a lot of opinions <laughs> about that. Um, they also learned that Carly bombed the GRC depot. What's interesting here is that uh, there's some very pretty stained glass in Zemo's house, and Bucky's standing there, and you can see a red star, which is another uh, nod to the fact that. You know, he's the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier has a red star on his arm. Currently, Bucky's star is more of a silver color. But just, you know, a little imagery there. Zemo, again, so like I said, Zemo sticks to his guns. And he and what I love about Zemo is, he, like you said, he's kind of nonplussed about any situation. He doesn't get super excited. He's just very calm. And he drops this, like, bomb on them. And he does it so evenly <laughs> that they're like, wait, what? Um, he reminds them that the desire for supremacy, you know, is what drove the Nazis to do what they did. It's what drove Ultron. He even calls in the Avengers, which Sam, of course, takes offense to. He's like, mm-hmm. Whoa, you don't mm-hmm. don't lump us in with those. Those are not our people, you know, kind of thing. But he says, Look, you can't separate the desire to be superhuman from supremacy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're sitting there like, dumbfounded but they know he's right and i think that's why they like they're salty kind of like when sam was like you know with the running man soundtrack the trouble man soundtrack <laughs> he's like okay you're right but like stop talking <laughs> like, right, I, don't like yeah. I don't like you being right,
2: uh, right what i right. didn't really
1: like in this moment is that they all agreed that there is one and only one steve rogers and that everyone else will eventually be corrupted by the serum steve rogers is a unicorn
2: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. To which
1: all the Steve Roger team cap fans were like, Yes, we already knew that, but thanks. it is a unicorn.
0: <laughs> you know, That's I don't mind hearing that over and over again. And I also don't uh, now you guys have a I have a vision of Chris Evans riding a unicorn with a rainbow <laughs>
2: behind him. And um, we're gonna need Funko to make us isn't that just a uh, beautiful picture? Captain hey, yeah. yes. America riding a unicorn. I guess I, 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 yes,
0: I'd, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Uh, I and I totally don't even buy, buy the it. Funkos like you guys, um, but I would totally buy that one because <laughs> yeah. Uh, anywho, I might sleep with it. I don't know. I'm just, I'd buy a, a life size one <laughs> for my <dad. laughs> Uh So yes, uh, Steven, Steven Rogers, there's not another one like him. He is absolutely, as you put it, so succinctly a unicorn. Um, so then, you know, there, but we, we still got this problem. We still got to find Carly. Right. And, right. Um, we, Zemo um get some ideas, I think, and they where do they
2: go? They go to uh,
0: they go to the, the refugee,
2: refugee camp. camp. Yeah, yeah. Um so which so by yeah. the way, okay, so not a not a refugee camp, internally displaced persons camp. Okay, that's sorry. right. That's right, that's right. <laughs> that's the, that her, is
1: yeah. the government the government ease <laughs> of it. I mean it is, to be fair. Now? Like they are
2: IDPs, I guess technically.
1: Yeah. Okay, so well backing up before they get to that, uh Zemo gives Sam Turkish Delight candy. So if you're <laughs> a literary nerd like me or you've seen the movie, you're immediately like, I know that candy. And why do I know that candy? Because it's in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. <laughs> and it's interesting because in the movie and the book, the White Witch uses that candy to enchant and trap Edmund. And Zemo giving it to Sam, it's like that parallel of like, hey, you can trust me. Here's some candy. It's delicious. He even tells him it's irresistible. And then at this camp, Sam and Bucky are trying to get answers because they figured out that this woman who passed, Anya Madani, was a pillar of the community. So there's going to be a funeral. There's going to be some sort of life celebration. So that's how they're going to find Carly. But while they're trying to get answers out of people, Zemo walks up to the kids and hands them some Turkish delight, and he gets the answers that they're looking for. Zemo also tells the kids not to trust Sam and Bucky because what Zemo's a tool! No <laughs> I know, but it was so funny. He's like, oh, wise, bad it men. was super <laughs> funny.
2: Don't trust those guys; they're bad men. No. I was like, seriously.
0: Look,
1: but it's because Zemo al- knows he's only useful for so long. So. Exactly.
0: And he was Absolutely. the one that figured out how to get the information needed. And so mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I I laughed and kind of shook my head, like going, Oh, that's Zemo. But, but I got I got why he did it. Like I respected the, the way he was playing the game. Oh, so, sure. So, oh, hundred percent.
1: And there was also that reminder that, you know, he was a family man because he says that was his son's favorite candy. And if you remember, his family is passing in the after the aftermath of Sokovia in Age of Ultron. So I was all like, "Oh, his family." Um, Sam calls Sharon. So here I'll let Diana talk about how she's like, "Oh man, she's so sus again." <laughs>
2: <'Cause she's- laughs> I mean, it just cracks me up because, yeah. So she was like, She was in the underground tunnel at one point with a whole bunch of. You know, whatever men and they all have guns, but they're clearly like taking orders from her or protecting her, like not you know, not guns not on her. Um, and she's telling Sam how she had access to the satellites and two satellites. You know, two satellites, yes. <laughs> and the power brokers are, you know, power brokers mad because, you know, uh Nagel's dead and like it just <laughs> I still don't want to believe she's the power broker and I actually don't believe she's the power broker, but I do still think she's somehow connected working for, you know, in providing Intel, whatever it is, but like, dude, she's so sus. Like she's, she's way too embedded in like what's happening. And like that underground culture in Madripoor to be like, Oh yeah, man, I'm just hanging out here. Like, come on, Dude. But I still find it hard to believe that somebody who's, like, former CIA, CIA, regardless of how, like, salty and disenfranchised with the U.S. government could have gone, like, that far the other direction. So, I I don't know. Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, what would
0: Aunt Peggy think? So, I don't think she's gone that far. either. I think even if she does turn out to be... Like the big bad, it's going to be the big bad with a heart of gold. Like there's, you know, there's like yeah. some good reason that she did something, or
2: you know what I mean. But, but yes, I agree. There's It'll there. be the means to an end, just like the rest of Correct. the Machiavellian, Machiavellian yes.
0: theme that's going on. Yes, in here. That's going on with the show. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see Sharon Carter as. The um, person she was and the agent she was through all the films that we've seen her up to this point. And then, of course, the fact that we know that she was um, coming from this history with her Aunt Peggy. Um, I just don't see her being, you know, even after what happened to her, I can't imagine right. that that would be enough to trigger. I, I really feel like she wants to get back home. She wants to, you know, get back into maybe not. Maybe Matt back into the CIA, maybe back into the CIA. I don't know, but I think she does want to get back, be be her own person again, back in the United States. And so I feel like whatever yeah. she's doing, that's her ultimate goal personally. Uh, but mm-hmm. then there's probably some other goals along the way. So we'll have to we'll have to see. They got two more episodes to give us. a little. Here's my other complaint: is we don't we're saying she's sus, but it's uh, could just be we just don't have any information. Like she's just. Mm-hmm. She's she was on the screen for like what a total of six minutes, maybe max in this whole hour long episode. So we just didn't get a lot of Sharon, you know.
2: Yeah. No, it's true. We definitely didn't get a lot of her. It's just that the little bit that we did get, it didn't seem like she was uh, struggling at all living in Madripoor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, That's no fair. girlfriend
2: is not not struggling.
0: Yeah, it, correct. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm still team she's not the power broker. I think she's working to take him down or to find out who it is. Because I don't think she even knows who it is. It seems like no one knows who he is. Like, no one's ever seen him.
2: He's just watching.
1: He's just watching. He's the man behind the curtain. And we're going to find out, hopefully,
2: who that is
1: by the end of episode six.
2: Probably going to be like the Wizard of Oz where it's like an old dude and a monkey.
1: So, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a little <Maybe>. dude. <laughs> all right. So after we see Sharon saying she has two satellites, because you know, don't you? Don't we all have access to two satellites? I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> the flag smashers are—it's a uh, Carly and another uh, in her crew, and she's getting the rest of the serum. They've been using a graveyard to hide it. You know, they have this whole conversation about. Is she doing the right thing by making more of them, meaning the super soldiers? What does this guy think? He was saying that his grandfather uh, fought in World War II. He used to be a big fan of Captain America. But again, like who Steve Rogers is, was represented, embodied versus what we're looking at now is two different things. And he kind of puts that out there that, you know, this... It's, it's like the shield doesn't mean what it used to mean because that's not what it stands for anymore. And with Walker holding it, it sure as heck does not stand for what it used to stand for. We know this. And speaking of Walker, Walker and Hoskins show up in Latvia catching up with Sam and Bucky and demanding that, those, that they help them bring in Carly. They also accuse them of breaking Zemo out of jail, which if you remember... Bucky did not break Zemo out of jail. Zemo did that himself. And just because well. a seed, a hypothetical <laughs> seed may have been planted, Bucky's hands are clean.
2: I mean, he didn't <laughs> actually do anything, right? It was just hypothetical. He just told to a story about what could, could have happened.
1: happened. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, nice try, Walker. Um, they... Sam's like, "Look, okay, they're going to have a funeral. That's how we're going to capture her." You know, and Walker's like, "Oh, we're going to bring in and do maximum force." And I was like, "Dude, again, hello red flags for anybody not paying attention. Steve Rogers or any decent human being would not use a funeral as an attempt to do like a mass casualty like grab and take." Mm -hmm. so sam's like look i just want to talk to her alone i've talked to vets um and that's where we met him right in Mm -hmm. captain america the winter soldier he was a counselor at the va that's what he wants to do he's like look i can talk to her on a personal level let me go in walker is like you know whatever pouting about it hoskins in his moment of actually being a decent kind of guy kind of decent guy i'll give credit where it's due he's like dude this is the right move let sam go in so Sam goes in. However, Walker is getting angsty and he just wants to go in there and like get into their business. And Bucky stops him and you start to see Walker's jealousy just pour out of him. You know, he's like, oh, it must be so easy for you because you have the serum and it's the serum, the serum, the serum, you know, that hatred of just being inadequate I swear Walker has an inferiority complex and it's not just because Steve Rogers was a great man. I think he's, he feels inferior for the strength process too. He's just like a Napoleon, I guess the Napoleon complex. He's annoying at the end of the day.
2: (laughs) And it's so so weird, like how frustratingly jealous he is over... I mean, I I kind of get the whole, like, super strength thing. But at the same time, like, he has training. He clearly has some level of extra strength than the average soldier because they talked about it early on how, like, they had studied his body and blah, blah, blah. But, like, Sam's just a normal guy. Sam doesn't have special abilities. He just has a suit. Much like. I
1: see Sam complaining about it
2: no and and you know we'll talk more about that later on too like cuz you know there's a discussion about that but like he just gets so riled up and so bent out of shape over i mean A thing of serum that, anyway. He's just a two-year-old. He's just the,
0: you know, they're just just painting him as somebody who's always gotten his way and always, you know, gotten to do things how he wanted to do them. Um, And so he's just very Mm -hmm. immature when Mm -hmm. something finally happens that does not go his way. And um, while in the beginning, I, I think he was... You know, trying to live up to what this meant. The point is, he just doesn't know what it meant. He doesn't know what being Captain America truly means, and so this was, you know, it was bound to fail and to blow up in America's face uh, spectacularly, as we shall see. It actually does end up happening that way. Uh, sure yes. does. Um, Mass so yeah, dumpster
1: fire. <laughs> yeah.
0: So so you know, I I I was. I was team team Hoskins as well in this, and actually, I think that there's been another time or two where he's just been that good foil to Walker. Like, calm down, man. Let's take a you know take a step back and listen to what, or let's try this, and we'll see. And if that doesn't work, then we'll go and kick their butts, you know, and you know that kind of thing. So,
2: so Hoskins, I said that to Ashley earlier that there were a couple of moments like in the last episode Mm -hmm. where he kind of was like, you know, just cool your jets.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think that's just the difference between these two characters. I definitely think Walker, um, again, you know, when they gave us his back history and his backstory, um, you know, you don't, you don't get to where you get to be chosen to be captain America as a physical specimen, unless you've done a whole bunch of crazy stuff, like physically, you know, just, just out there. And so, I just think that he was predisposed to like, wait, Mm -hmm. this is going to be another easy job. Like it's going to go my way. And then things are not going his way in part because Sam and Bucky, who have more patience, more information, more background, um, they're freaking Avengers. They've already been through like the biggest of the baddest. You have no idea, Walker, like what they have dealt with. Um, And so he just he's on a completely different playing field. And for the first time, he's. He's outclassed, and he doesn't like it. And he's a big baby about right. it. and He's the two-year-old that's going to pout because he's not getting his way. The right. wars um, so so,
2: those to have fought in, yes, surpass anything that absolutely Walker has ever seen absolutely absolutely yeah he's very
1: privileged is what it is yes it's like yeah that's that's
2: literally yeah
0: that's a good word for it he just he just doesn't he doesn't get it and that's you know i'm not making excuses for the guy but i'm just saying that that's the problem is you don't get it you don't deserve that shield give it back (laughs) uh so yeah so then then we get we get going we got some more stuff happening here uh what happens then next (laughs)
1: Okay, so Sam is getting through to Carly, or at least it seems that way. They seem to mm-hmm. understand each other. And it looks like there's
0: a connection going on, yep.
1: For real, because Sam admits, like, what she's doing is not wrong. Maybe some of her methods are wrong, but her goal is not wrong. You know, like, she's trying to help people that have been displaced. She's doing, you know, the work that the government, that GRC uh, um, corporation should be doing, but they're not. Um but, of course, it all goes up in smoke because guess who ruins the moment? Walker. He barges in. He starts trying to attack. Carly gets away. Zemo has escaped because before he went in there, Zemo was handcuffed to something. And, like, who thinks handcuffs are going to hold Baron Zemo? I didn't think that. I, so as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, uh, he's getting out of those because it's Zemo. It's like handcuffing Bucky or Agent Wu pointless well
0: yeah I, I laughed i was like oh yeah that's that's not gonna work but you're cute yeah keep keep, keep doing cute things like that mm-hmm. yeah, right you know. bless his heart it's one of those we'll,
2: we'll get it's southern like on that one Walker shows up heart. it turns into an epic poop show
1: <laughs> that's accurate <laughs> like sam had it under control but you know whatever mm-hmm. uh carly's running through the building trying to escape Z- zemo shoots her And realizes that she has the other vials of the serum on her. She gets away while he destroys the serum, and he almost destroys all of them. But Walker hits him in the head with the shield, and there's one vial left. And guess who puts it in their pocket? Walker, because you know,
2: and like that hesitation either. He straight up is like, "Oh, look what I found!" pushes it down in his little pocket. I was like. Wow, dude, like that's that so two-year-old Ooh, that I
1: found a toy. Well
0: uh-huh. you knew it was coming because uh, you know there was some conversation and oh for you, sure 100
2: percent oh, But it was just like wow, He's like just- you didn't even give it a second thought of nope. like oh maybe I should do something with this. Nope, I'm gonna stick that in my pocket for later. And, Wish and I had again, a needle right here and now.
0: <laughs> the difference between like Sam. Sam has that discussion with Zemo, you know, mm-hmm. were you ever offered it. Would you take it? And he was yeah, like, no, that, that's what happens know. right after this moment. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so it was like, Sam's like, uh, uh-uh, no, I, I have no interest in that. Um, Bucky, obviously he didn't have a choice. They, they, enjoy, nope. you know, he, 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 he was stuck with it. He it was thrust upon him and, um, Captain America, Steve, the original one, Steve Rogers, we know what he went through to get that honor and to get that, but he also, was prepared for it in a different way and he's just mm-hmm. a different person. He's just that unicorn. So it was a perfect fit. Um, so yeah, I mean, when I saw that one vial, which you knew it was coming, uh, I was cheering on Zemo as he smashed him. I was like, go Zemo because I'm with you. We don't need more yes. super soldiers in this world. Uh, there's, that's definitely not like, that's the last thing that we need. So yeah. Um, so I was team Zemo again, uh, stomp- stomping away. And, uh, by the way, he even looks good, like, just stomping on vials of... I just have to put <laughs> that out there. Uh, but anyway, so um, so then, yeah, when the one was there, I was like, here it is. Here's here's that moment and where he's going to be tested. And you knew he was going to fail that test. You knew he was going to take yes. it. And not only take it and not turn it into somebody, which would have also been bad. It would have been better for him to just destroy it. But you knew he was going to keep it and use it on himself. Oh, 100%. No doubt.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, as you said, Sam and Zemo have a conversation back at the house where Zemo is nursing his headache with a scotch and he's uh, lounging on his, uh, you know, being the ultimate just, I don't even care.
2: <laughs> Which I laughed at because I was like, what kind of a diva is drinking his scotch while he's got like an ice pack on his head for his a headache?
1: A diva, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Sam, he asked Sam, he said, were you ever offered the serum? Sam says, no. And he goes, would you have taken it? Sam doesn't hesitate. He says, no, absolutely not. And that is the difference between Sam and Walker. One of the major differences. Sam knows that serum is not for him. It's really not for anybody because as they said earlier, the only person it hasn't negatively affected is Steve Rogers. And there is no other Steve Rogers. Uh, Sam sends a message to Sharon saying, "Hey, can you keep an eye on Walker because he's shady." I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially the you know the vibe I got <laughs> for sure. For um, sure. <laughs> Bucky is annoyed, like, "Man, you gave this fool the shield," and they're about to get into it again over Sam's choice to give up the shield. Sam's like, "I didn't give him the shield, you know, I gave it to the government kind of thing." But before they can actually fight, Walker and Hoskins barge in and Sam with probably my favorite line says to, he's like slow your roll because the only thing you're running in here is your mouth and I like clapped and cheered cuz it
0: was hilarious <laughs> it was good but let's all be honest it gets better we got oh, we got yeah. more yeah. coming how much sure does <laughs> <laughs> we got <laughs> more coming this was yeah this was my favorite uh, part of the whole yes. Uh, yes. episode Same. was this scene about to unfold in front of us it was amazing. yes
1: yes i was so excited um before right before that happens walker is running his mouth so here's that inferiority complex again and he's mad at sam for for what for being a better person than him like what are you salty about now walker like you said he's a two-year-old he's throwing a tantrum he's like oh you want to fight i'll put down the shield make it even sam's like this fool I just like, stop. Like, would you stop? I feel like, you know, like dealing with a toddler, right? Yes. To tantrum. Can you just not because <laughs> you're doing the most Walker was doing the most, but before they could throw down the Dora Malaji show up. And I was so excited because they kicked his butt. I could watch that on repeat more than the Zemo dancing for real though.
0: So these ladies, they stole black Panther right they came in and they kicked some booty in infinity war and then again in Endgame. uh i can't get enough of them i want a spin-off i want i wanted i a disney plus series oh that that would be amazing wouldn't that be so cool it would also be very cool i think in a cartoon form like i think that would be a lot of fun for little girls to watch um Mm -hmm. but they're so they're just so cool,
2: and uh, boot camp training with the Dora Oh, that'd that. be fun! Like
0: look a at us we're we're throwing out yes. all these great ideas, you know. So anybody, Kevin, yes. I know you're listening. Uh, just go ahead and pick up and run the, <laughs> run with that ball. It's it's all ca- we're, we're giving you permission. We're, we have no problem with that. Um, but no, yeah, I, I would love it. And um, this fight scene just again reminded you, like. How amazing they were, and my favorite part of this—I <laughs> knew you were going to say this—it <laughs> was was when um, when it's going down, and um, poor little um, poor little John Walker is getting his booty kicked, and Sam says something like, "Bucky, do something," <laughs> and Bucky says. Looking strong, John. Like, I mean, he's like cheering like he he is getting his booty kicked and and he looking john looking strong, John, says Bucky, and Zemo. They then they then they cut over to Zemo who's just standing there drinking his scotch again. And I'm just like I love these too. This was so, it was so good. And then he does step in and then there's a fight and then Bucky loses his arm. It comes off. And um, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this online and some folks were uh, like laughing, thinking it was a funny thing. And then other disabled people were like, that's not funny. Like you have no idea what that would feel like to have your prosthetic like ripped from you, especially if you had no idea like that could happen like that, that was a right. thing and um and i was like oh well that's you know again something to consider and something to think about because bucky has had that arm probably longer than he didn't have the arm right i mean except for the time in wakanda where it was not on him uh he's been living this differently bodied life you know for for a long time so he he definitely was surprised at how how that that happened. And it just, it happened like mm-hmm. in the blink of an eye um, during this battle scene. Um, I did like to see the shield in the hands of oh, someone other yes. than John Walker in this, yes. uh, in this episode. And I kind of was like, take it back to Wakanda. Yes. The
2: look on her face when the one Dora Milaje took it. Mm-hmm. And then was it Io that was the one who, Gave I her like it. the side eye and was like, "Okay, fine, Get you have back. to leave yeah. it." And yeah. she was like, and had the like pouty look on her face and laughed. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I, I wanted her to keep
0: it. I was like, I did too. "Come on, man, take that vibranium back." <laughs> it's it's Wakanda's. Come on. If 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 the United if the United States government cannot handle this properly, and they obviously did not, younger take it back to Wakanda. Like, come on. But she didn't. She hands it back to him, and they walk out.
1: Yes. Uh, and during all of this, after Zemo finishes his scotch, I'm assuming, he escapes. And that's the last we see of him this episode. But again, Zemo's free. Could you imagine what kind of trouble he can get into being free? I mean, he's already sneaky when they're around.
2: He's flying wow. in the wind.
1: So many doors are opening to him. But I really think it was all part of his plan. Because I really think he sees like 10 steps ahead of everybody else.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: He was like, these fools at some point are going to fight, and I'm just going to be like, mm, I'm out. Bye.
2: Well, and he knew they were coming for him. It wasn't a surprise because mm-hmm. – Right. Dr. Again, he was like him. not even
1: shocked. He was like, oh, look, mm-hmm. they're here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and thanks, thanks for warning me.
1: Yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And so- while you guys are
2: fighting, I'm going to make my exit quietly after I finish my scotch.
1: I mean – wouldn't you finish your drink first? I would. Uh,
2: absolutely. It's probably some like ridiculously old aged, beautiful flask that's like, you know, $400 a bottle or something. Well, oh, first I'm of all, sure. Zemo definitely has a flask in that coat. But secondly, well, yeah.
0: Zemo probably has a crystal, uh, you know, decanter waiting for him in the limo downstairs that he's going to climb into and drive off that's been waiting on him because, like you said, 10 steps sure. ahead, right? So yeah. I'm not so worried about him finishing his scotch or not because it's Zima.
2: Um, oh, no, no. I'm just saying that whatever he was drinking in that house, castle, whatever, like, castle. was clearly going to be very high end, expensive. For, and, sure, for sure, for
0: sure, for you sure. You know, yeah,
2: yep. whatever. And he, you know, you wouldn't want to waste that. Like, even, you know, even being rich, right? <laughs> exactly. You'd still be like, mm, let me finish this because it's delightful. <laughs>
1: Uh, so what's uh, interesting here. Well, one you kind of talked about it. Bucky didn't know his arm could come off, but apparently it's a fail-safe that they built into it. And I wonder if they did that when they were still trying to see if he was mind-controlled because it would be an easy way for them to disarm him, like literally disarm him. Um but yeah, so he's intended? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wasn't trying to, but like how do you say that? <laughs> uh But what I found obnoxious here again about our little toddler Walker, he is pouting that he just got his butt kicked. He says they weren't even super soldiers. He was also clearly miffed that it was women. Like he didn't say it, but the look was on his face. Oh, He just got his butt handed to him by some non-super serum women. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. He was uh, yeah. I I don't know so much that I'd say that this was um like an immature pouting thing. I think this was a holy crap come to Jesus moment. Like um I just don't like him. So I'm like, he was pouting. Yeah, I know. But I'm (laughs) I'm just saying, like I think this is the moment where he realized like how not Captain America he really is, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, because he can't.
0: He's totally out of his depth. He is just a – he's a very high-quality dude who can do a lot of fighting, but he is not to that level. And if he wanted to, like, be a Sam and work at it or come up with some extra way of of using that shield in a, in a more productive way, like, to, to give you that extra edge, right – but mm-hmm. he's obviously not willing to do that and he wants the easy way out. And I think this was just his um, definitely his like he needed to get his butt kicked. And I'm happy to say, you know, that those ladies did it for him uh, to for him to, to kind of come around and go, wow, I can't do this. And so then the question is, but you can. I think this was the moment where he knew what he was going to do with that super ser- serum. I mean, not, he was pretty sure what he was going to do with it before. Cause I, I truly feel like when he picked it up off the ground, he was already thinking, I wonder if I should take this. Um, but yeah. I think it, this is the moment where he was like, they weren't even super soldiers and they, you know, they kicked him out. and Hoskins like, it's okay, man, I'm here for you.
2: <laughs> That's a I really think- interesting perspective, Patty. And I like it because I, I think you're right. Like, When he did pick that stuff up, like he didn't hesitate to put it in his pocket. He was like, Oh, that's convenient. Great. I'm going to like stick it in my pocket. But I hadn't thought about that moment as a, Oh, wow. This is really like, wow. I just got my butt kicked. And this wasn't even like a real fight or not, not, not that it wasn't a real fight, but like this, they weren't even. They weren't trying to kill me. They were were just trying to contain me. Like, yes. yes. And if he was
0: actually up against somebody who was trying to kill him and had no compulsion about doing harm, which the Dormalagia obviously is, you know, they fight under certain circumstances and and have their code of ethics and whatever. And I just think, I just feel strongly that that was like his moment of- Yeah, uh, it probably
2: was. Because- Look
0: at what they did to me- I can't stand a chance out there in this really big, bad, ugly world that I really had no idea was out there.
2: Because it's basically the next scene, right, that we go to. Yeah, essentially,
1: there's some talk between uh, Sam and Bucky about Zemo dipping Mm -hmm. out, but other than that, yeah.
2: The next next scene where we see him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. next scene we see him, yes.
1: Uh, Yeah. But if he had listened to Sam, when they came in, Sam legit was like, look, man, you'd have more luck taking on Bucky than these ladies. Damn. <laughs> Sam like, knew. He's like, he uh-uh, the Dora cool. no, his,
2: no. <laughs> that guy needs to cool his dang jets. Like, I don't get it. Like, he's got to be the – what? He's got to be the – guy in the room that like makes the move every single time he just doesn't get it
1: as nope. soon as he reached for her to do that like weird like ugh, slimy man thing <laughs> like where he touched I was like oh you don't touch her and
2: left the yeah. so hard as his hand started to move cuz i was like he has no idea what's coming and <laughs> Sam does and so lucky. Well,
0: and does disney what did, what did he say when he introduced himself did he say like hi i'm john walker the new captain, captain america yeah he's yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm <in> captain america <laughs> She's
1: like, oh, and then and then he was trying to be like, uh, I don't know who you are, but you don't have any jurisdiction here. She said, Oh, uh, don't realize you have jurisdiction yes. wherever they
0: <laughs> wherever they are. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was another excellent, excellent line. Yes, that it's, was that.
1: Yep, yeah, that's that probably was, my best. That's line number two that I just like absolutely mm-hmm. loved. Yeah, uh, yeah. So remember the earlier conversation? I mean, it literally just happened between Zemo and Sam about the serum. Well, now we've got Hoskins. And Walker having the same conversation. And Walker says to Hoskins, if you could take that serum, would you do it? Hoskins doesn't hesitate. However, he says, yes, he would take it. They have this whole conversation about what about if it's, you know, you're worried about it. And unlike, you know, Zemo, Sam and Bucky, who said, hey, nobody is Steve Rogers. These guys are hyping themselves up, you know, like oh we're good soldiers. He tells Hoskins tells Walker like you've got all these Medal of Honors. You're a good man under pressure. Blah blah blah. So again, it's in his head, right?
2: Hubris. That his friend
1: is hyping him up. Like Ooh, yes, you should yes. take this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas Sam, again, Sam knows he's got flaws because hey, we all do. So probably not a good idea to take the serum. But anyways, Sarah gets a phone call. From Carly, Sarah is Sam's sister, if you don't remember. And Carly essentially threatens Sarah in order to get a message through to Sam because she wants to meet up with Sam. Um, Sam and Bucky go to confront Carly. They are suited up because they're not playing with her. They know she's a super soldier. Sam's in his Falcon suit. Bucky's in his like tailored leather jacket looking good. (laughs) Like he doesn't really have a suit anymore, but I like it. Whatever that vibe is. And again, they seem to be having a pretty decent conversation. Carly asks Sam to join her. Join me or leave me alone, essentially. And before, you know, anything can go anywhere, Sharon text messages and says, hey, look, or calls and says, hey, look, Walker's on the move. He's found the Flag Smashers. Bucky and Sam leave because Carly has threatened to kill the new Captain America. I mean, not that any of us are like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they either are going – and they also know Walker is unhinged, clearly. Mm-hmm. They go, I think, to de-escalate the situation. I don't think they're going to really uh, take on the Flag Smashers. I really think they're just going to break up this fight because it's well, not going to end well.
0: Yes, but, you know, also, you don't call my sister and threaten my nephews without – Right, exactly. – Get me to show up with my super soldier – to talk to you. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I to, to their credit, they did not come screaming in there going, I'm going to, you know, you guys are all in trouble, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> that was not their take on things. Uh, but you know, that did not sit well with Sam.
1: Oh, of course not.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so I genuinely don't think Carly would go after her because I do believe her when she said, hey, look, I just said that because I needed to get you here kind of thing. But, yeah, don't, don't threaten Sam's family. But, again, like you just said, Sam and Bucky came in like adults. Willing to have a conversation before things get messy. And that is the difference between them. Another difference, right, between them and the other two. So, Hoskins mm-hmm. and Walker mm-hmm. are confronting these flag smashers. Hoskins gets captured and Walker takes the serum. Now, we don't see him take the serum, but he takes the serum because all of a sudden he can bend a metal pipe like it's a piece of paper,
2: like it's a twig. And right. Sam sees And earlier this. in the day, he couldn't pull a piece of wood out of a table.
1: He couldn't pull the Wakandan spear out of the table. <laughs> right,
2: <It laughs> right, was right, like- right, right, right. And now all yeah. of a
1: sudden he's bending metal. Sam mm-hmm. sees it and Sam's like, mm, what did you do? Which is a total mm-hmm. rhetorical question because I think Sam knows.
2: <laughs> Uh, I think that might be Sam's favorite line. What did you do? (laughs) Right.
1: What did you do? All right. There's a fight. It's the flag smashers. It's Walker. It's Falcon. It's Bucky. Bucky gets to show off his impressive knife skills, which I am never sad to see. (laughs) You know, um, but unfortunately, Carly kills Hoskins when she kicks him into a column and Walker completely loses his mind. Now, remember, he just took the serum. The serum amplifies our worst traits. It's one of its side effects. Uh, So Walker becomes unhinged. So there's two different parallels here to previous MCU movies. The first being Captain America, the first Avenger when Steve lost Bucky. Mm -hmm. He didn't lose his mind like that. He, I mean, yes, he was sad. He was broken, but he still went after the bad guys and not in a, Oh, gosh, like over the top, like I'm going to massacre you kind of way. He's still, Steve continued to be a good man and to stand up against bullies, which is what Bucky would do for him when Steve was just that, you know, that puny little sick guy. The second parallel is Captain America's Civil War. So at the end of that, Steve and, you know, Tony have been fighting and Steve is over top of Tony and he raises the shield up and Tony like looks at him like there's really nothing he can do at this point. And, but Steve brings the shield down. He does not hurt Tony in any way. He just takes out the, the arc reactor, the power for his suit. And then he walks away. Unfortunately for this flag smasher that had nothing to do, essentially, with Hoskins' death, Walker uses the shield in the most, like, blasphemous way I think he could have ever used the shield. And that is he uses it to, like bludgeon Mm -hmm. this man
0: are you choking up
1: like it bothers me so much (laughs) that this was rough
0: i'm kind i'm kind of laughing just because and and i'm not like making fun of you but but you're not you're not wrong i had i had a reaction for sure when it was happening um and it was very the 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 whole uh, the way the scene plays out um Is graphic, but not graphic, right? Like, right, right. It's it's, more
2: implied than graphic. Yes.
0: It's clear that we know what is happening. And we also know the power of that shield that it is Wakandan steel and like it, Mm -hmm. it's the toughest metal on earth and whatever. And so when somebody of any strength, right, not to mention super soldier strength, is using it in the manner that is being used in, I did. I had that kind of moment of like catching my breath going, oh, no, no, no. And Blasphemous is a perfect word to describe how I felt in that moment like uh, this is not just a sheet like what are you know what are you doing and I got really upset about it too so when you were kind of choking up a little bit there when you were talking <laughs> about, I was like I'm with you Ashley because I, I had that moment too um when I was watching it and I was just like what is wrong with me is this weird but I don't oh,
2: know no you're not alone I think I mean, I mean, I'm in good, good company, company right, right? <laughs> like I'm gonna need you're, you to talk to
0: as soon as you're done
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, um, that was rough. And it, and it was, I think, Jana, you said it, like, it was rough. It was a rough scene to watch. It was a rough scene to film. Um, and especially, you know, for those of us who have, for years, even if you're not a comic book person, so even deeper if you are, but um, for those of us who have just been tied into the MCU for as long as we have, and, of course, the one of the flagship characters in that costume. And then here you see that costume, that shield, being used in this way. Whoa. Like, you know, they didn't even, I know it, they changed the costume a little bit, but like that shield, it's not like it's different colors, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the shield. Right. It's, it's the item of destruction and it, it was awful to watch. So, right there with you 100%. on that. Um, so, but you caught me by surprise when you were talking about it. Now, I was like, "Oh, look at you, Ashley!" Yeah, okay. no,
1: it, like I think because so it's no secret, you know, Captain America is my favorite uh, Avenger in the comics and in you know the MCU. And it was so egregious to me this whole scene. And honestly, what really hurts me the most about Walker in general is that he's tarnishing Steve's legacy and the legacy of what the Captain America moniker stands for and mm-hmm. what that shield stands for. And it just makes me so angry. And, and it
0: was caught on dozens of yes. cell phone cameras. Around. Hence the name
1: of the episode, mm-hmm. the world is watching. Mm-hmm. So well, yeah, I think the fallout's coming. Mm-hmm.
2: I think oh. it's one thing too, like we know it in the comics and like, you, you know, this is kind of like what's, coming based on the storyline. But to see it kind of played out is a little bit different and a little more surreal because it's not really what you're... Not to say it's not what you're expecting, like you kind of know something might happen, but even to see it implied and then to see the, I guess I'll call it aftermath for lack of a better word, um, that last shot of the shield is... Uh, that's shot. It's startling, right? Because you've never seen like the shield you've you've seen dirty um after a fight or uh scuffed up after fighting in, you know, any one of these instances across the um movies that they've been in, but you don't ever see it like that and you never, never see it used like that. Like you might see I'll it never Like Ashley and I were talking earlier, like it it may be chopping robots, but never humans. And it's almost always just used as a shield is meant to be used, which is deflecting, not chopping. Um, Right. So it was just really, it just kind of takes you aback. And I, -hmm. and honestly, I think even if you're not like team cap all the way, you're still kind of like, whoa, because- to be honest, not many of the MCU properties that I can think of. Like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. And maybe it's just because I'm still stunned from this morning. But, I mean, have we had much in the way of, like, cold-blooded murder? <laughs> right. No, we haven't. No. And, and like, we also, I was like, I can't think of an example where it was, like, straight up just... And certainly not for no reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we also don't see a lot of, like, dripping blood. No. Uh, Okay. I mean, there's there's fights, there's knifings, there's, you know what I mean? Like, we know all these things. There's dead bodies. But um, the way this was shot and the way it, they particularly yes. made a point to get our attention. It was intense it was intense and it and he stood there for a long time, mm-hmm. holding that shield. We're looking up with the focus being on that shield, but we're seeing our our cap, which yeah, yeah. our cap, but you know we're seeing Captain America. With buff shells again. Yeah. Just <laughs> dripping off of it. So it was really, um, make no mistake, you know, they filmed this and they put they edited oh. it in that way to get that yeah. reaction from us. And bravo, I think they did it. <laughs> For I, real. I feel like I mean, right well, now it's one of those, it's it's one of the scenes that stands out to me, even if um Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not my favorite MCU um property thus far, right? Like, I mean, I like it, I'm enjoying it. I'm sure. drinking it, but I can't like even put it in like my top 5, right? However, that whoa. moment, okay. Yeah, okay. I can't. I can't. I I really really like it, but it's not a top 5 for me. Okay. At the end of all of this, maybe we'll talk about top 5s, but okay. Um, Perfect. But uh but that moment of of th- that's that is going to be a top. It's going to make at least my top 10 list of of like whoa moments of the MCU absolutely. And so Yeah. I think that's also something that maybe uh, we can give credit to um, the makers of the show that um, they did that. Like they, they made that impact. They, they didn't waste their shot, right? They did not throw away. They They didn't throw away. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
0: So yeah, I, I, I have to say that it was powerful. I hated it. I hated all of it. I didn't, you know what I mean? Um, But it was,
2: uh, it did what it was supposed to do. So, so the interesting thing, and Ashley and I talked about this earlier today too, was that like. So that shot was obviously crazy, intense, in like a heart wrenching way, in like that negative direction. And The juxtaposition of closing out the show with that, as opposed to opening with that heartfelt, exactly. Scene the mm-hmm. Ducky, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: this whole episode was like a lesson in parallels. <sighs> it's
0: crazy. In
1: so yeah, it was, it was, it was really,
0: it was really well done. It was, it had a lot of my favorite moments of this series thus far. Um, I needed, I, I needed a little more Zemo. Look, you gave me a little bit too much Zemo in episode three for me to like be okay with not getting Zemo in episode four. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like this little Zemo junkie now. I want more Zemo. <laughs> uh, but that's my only like negative that I can give to this episode. Um, And uh, I thought I thought was really well done, and I and I I I dug this one. This was a good one.
1: I yeah, it was two episodes left. Like it's going to be insane. Like if this is any indication, seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: because we were saying like everyone gets better. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, they do. And and that's that's I mean, and I'm laughing because we are so greedy. They gave us six episodes, <laughs> and each episode is at least 40 minutes long. And this one was was almost an hour. It was, you know, it was 50 minutes. It was right clocking in real close yep. to 50 minutes. <laughs> And I'm like, it's not enough. I need more.
2: I need like three more episodes. <laughs> and they gave us the Zemo cut without us even begging.
1: I know. Well, yeah, we, backed, we didn't we have to a get little. desperate like the DC fans. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just
2: like, it was baby begging. Like people I think were like jokingly <laughs> begging, right? Like, I mean, they probably got, you know, what? A million tweets versus like four years of, you know, whatever. <laughs> of the desperation to yeah. release the... Slightly
0: less bad version of an already uh-huh. bad movie, but whatever. Um, we got I our just, Demo cut.
2: i a podcast <laughs> for another day.
1: <laughs> I, I just want to know is there an extended version of the Dora Milaji scene? Because I real. campaign to release the Dora mm-hmm. cut. Maybe that's what we
0: need to ask about. That needs to be the next like question that we put out. Let's get that trending. We get that (laughs) trending is release the Dora Milaji cut. (laughs) All right. On that note, uh, ladies, it was been, it's, it's been great uh, once again, and we've got two more episodes to do. So uh, we'll talk (laughs) next week. And uh, I, I, I can't guess where we're going because this, um, this, unlike Wandavision, Wandavision like was just ripe for well, we could do this or it could do that. Da, 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 da. Like I, f- I feel like it had a lot more um, like craziness and wildness, and you had no idea what was going to happen. This one's a little bit more of a, like the straightforward. Um, you know, uh, there's a bad guy. We're going to defeat the bad guy, but the big, bad guy's not really as bad as you think the bad guy is, and so you know we're going to work the, through this. And now we got a new bad guy but he used to be a good guy. Like, like this is one, this one's kind of following a little bit more of what we would expect um, from this. And, and maybe you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Does this feel a little bit more comic accurate as far as John Walker is concerned? Cause wasn't he a bad guy in the comics too?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> he's very anti Captain America in the comics. He's not always a hundred percent bad, mm-hmm. but in the comics, I believe it's his parents that are murdered that kind of send him over the edge. Mm -hmm. Not his best friend. Um, But yeah, no, this is this is the John Walker that I've been waiting to for everybody to see because like he's not a good person. He's not Steve Rogers. And he certainly does not belong in that uniform, even though that is the U.S. agent uniform. But he definitely does not should not be allowed to touch that shield.
2: Uh, No, that shield should have been far away from his hand long before it did something horrific this episode. Right.
0: Mm -mm
2: -mm. All right. Rude. (sighs) We'll come back next week
0: and we'll talk some more about this and uh, we'll see where the MCU is going to take us next. And I know uh, Jana and Ashley will join me again because it's no fun to fangirl alone. So uh, be sure to come back and join us again next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.